I wasn't even going to write about this shit. I was literally just going to read off of like the the uh, synopsis page of IMDb. I was, but I don't feel like they gave enough credence to how this nigga Walt tried to use that plane crash to get out of a ticket. And then when it didn't work, he went full Karen. Right? He hopped out the car and was screaming. <laughs> so I got I got scared for him because he's hopping out of a car in a des- on a deserted freeway, two-lane highway, with a cop screaming in his face. I would never think to do anything like that to a cop. And then he's like, pepper spray me, pepper spray me. <laughs> the next thing you see is snot bubbles. And, ah! <laughs> Walt was right, though. That cop was just being an asshole for no reason. No, the cop literally said it's dangerous to drive with your car in that condition. It was probably a fix-it ticket. That ain't sound like no fix-it ticket to me. Sound like that nigga was about to find him. He, you do get fined for a fix it ticket, but if you actually fix it, then you don't have to pay the fine. It's an either or situation, but it's forcing you to get, you know, your shit done. How long has Walt been riding around using that excuse? It almost sent me on my rant about why seatbelt tickets are stupid, and the seatbelt shouldn't be, it shouldn't have a law to make you wear a seatbelt. They, um, they changed the law in Virginia that they can only give you a seatbelt ticket if they pull you over for something else and you don't have your seatbelt on. They cannot stop you for they not they can't stop you for not wearing a seatbelt anymore. They shouldn't be able to give you a ticket. Why not? It's so stupid. Who does it hurt if I don't wear a seatbelt? You if you crash. Okay then. That's it. It's a it's a it's a victimless crime except yourself. I wear my seatbelt every fucking time I drive a car because I want to be safe. I absolutely wear my seatbelt every time I'm in a car, period. Um, ever since they showed us those uh those pictures right before prom. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. I'm wearing my fucking seatbelt. I wear my seatbelt every time. And if I chose not to wear my seatbelt, that means I'm okay with the consequences. And guess who those consequences will affect? Nobody else on the road. Laws on the road should be things that affect people. You know, if I speed, that can affect other people around me. You know, don't put my signal on. Don't stop at the stop sign, etc. My seatbelt. I might go through the windshield if I crash. Okay. Through the window. <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> I should have had my seatbelt on. Ah, drip, I, drip, 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 I had, drip. I had a teacher who was saved by not having her seatbelt on. Why, the car set on fire? No, the, the the front of the car, she got into a car accident, the front of the car pushed her backwards. And she ended up, she ended up getting hurt pretty bad. But had she had her seatbelt on, she, the, the, the front of the car coming would have came into her and not pushed her anywhere. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But I still wear my seatbelt. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears.
That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. Also, cops shouldn't be able to pepper spray you because you're talking shit. He asked him to pepper spray him. He no. wanted the experience. No. This nigga got this nigga told you to stay there. You got out the car and oh, you were true. you were hollering that's and true. screaming and shit, walking towards me. He he lucky he won't black because he again, the pepper spray. And again, he's doing this on a deserted highway. If someone hops out their car and runs up on me on a deserted highway and they're yelling and screaming, you getting shot with something. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent point. Didn't even consider it. So it's been four weeks since Blue Meth was seen. Also, I wrote an entire song for that shit. I just want to let y'all know. I wrote a whole song for that, and then I deleted it. But you see how it could have worked, right? And I'm really fucking talented, Brandon. I just feel like you should acknowledge that. Also, I gave Scar his first TV, and he should acknowledge that, too. Sir? We are not going there. Hank has pictures of the caravan getting blown up near the border and thinks it is drug related. Um, he doesn't have any reason to think it's drug related. He just does. He then gets a call from Walt. Jesse goes to his aunt's house to find out it's being remodeled and sold. And his dad walks up to him and they have a nice little conversation. His dad asks him how he's doing and Jesse comments on the remodel. He's like, I saw you. I see y'all move the garage, which I don't understand why they would move the garage. But, you know, whatever. He has what they do. They have a they have they have a garage. Like, why didn't. Never mind. Why didn't they cook meth in the garage? Exactly. I don't don't know. Because we only saw the garage the first time when when Walt thought that they were going to cook that there. Mm -hmm. But then eventually they went to the to the basement. But. When they had to go to the basement, why didn't they go to the garage? Maybe they needed more room. We never actually saw the size of the inside of the garage. Absolutely, we did. We did? Yep, and it was pretty sizable. Okay. We saw it We saw it when they had that conversation when Walt thought that that's what they were going to cook. No, okay. Um, Jesse's like, hey, y'all are remodeling. So what'd you do with the upstairs bathroom? And his dad's like, we put new tile and all these sort of things. And just like, oh, okay, cool. Can I come in and see? And his dad's like, nah. Whoa, 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 my brother. You got to get your own. If you want to see it, you can go on the website. You ain't allowed in this here house. But if you want to, you know, you look good. You look healthy. If the dad wasn't being fucking petty for no reason, the petty shit would not have happened back to them. You look good. We should come. You you should come by for dinner at some point, maybe in the late future. No, Jesse suggested that, and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah." At some point, mm-hmm. yeah. sure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should get together. Hank gets Walt out of jail with no charges. All he has to do is this apologize. Is, this is where Jesse should have led with, "I've been in rehab for two months. I'm clean." But he said that before, and I'm sure that his parents and him are the equivalent of Jane and Donald at this juncture. But his father did notice that he looked well. He looked, he looked healthy. healthy. He told he said, him so. Yeah, he said he said that. So, like, at, at least at least his father saw something different in his son, but not enough to even let him like 
look in the fucking house. Like if, but like you a dirt nasty nigga. Like you just, you really just gonna be like, yeah, we did all this work. Cause most people would be like, you want to go see the work that I did? And he was just like, nah, dog, I'm gonna need you not to do that. And that's well, what that's what that's what makes this shit happen. Well, I, I mean, in their defense, in their defense, all the fucking work they had to do was Jesse's fault. That's I'd true. feel a sort of way too <laughs> if there was a hole in the goddamn ceiling because of acid that then burned a hole in the floor in front of me, and then there was oh. a meth lab in the basement. Yes, there was a meth lab in the basement. <laughs> You can't come in. I'm sorry. They got the meth lab out of the basement, though. Him yeah, but you once you have a meth lab in the basement of a house, you literally can't resell that house. Yeah, I know. I mean, because of what happens later, but yes. I know because of Cali. Like, there was a ton of houses in... Um, the fuck is that place called? Well, it's it's a woodland. Woodland. That can't be sold. Because they have meth labs inside of them. So they're just sitting there looking like vacants. Hank gets Walt out with no charges. All he has to do is apologize to the cop. His eyes are still red. He tells Hank, Skylar is getting divorced from me and that she doesn't want me to see the kids. And Hank's like, eh, you know, it is what it is, nigga. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you got to race. I don't know. <laughs> Like, he ain't got no real answer for him. It would have been one of those things where if Walt had started crying, all Hank would have had for him was a, a, a tender pat on the shoulder. Just, there, there. He ain't got the answer, Sway. Finally. Walt tells Saul, who ran up on him at his laundry room, that everything's a disaster. But, you know, Saul's like, you know, if your wife snitches, it'll be a disaster for her, Hank, the kids. So I think she's bluffing. Walt isn't worried about that. He's glum because he lost his family and everyone that he cares about. And Saul's like, you live to fight another day. And, you know, after a decent interval of time, there are other fish in the sea in places like Thailand and the Czech Republic. But in the meantime, you need to talk with Gus and start cooking. He was trying to get him a mail order bride. Mm hmm. <laughs> He is such a shady character. Oh, yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Walt shakes his head and says, I can't be the bad guy. And Saul doesn't understand what the fuck he's talking about. He's like, we'll revisit that topic. But Walt is thinking about what Jesse has said in the last episode about Jesse being the bad guy. And it might be finally dawning on Walt that all of this is in some way, shape or form his fault. The way he's trying to get out of it isn't by being a better person. It's by going cold turkey on selling drugs. Then Saul gets into his car and calls Mike and tells Mike, we have a wife problem. And Mike writes down an address while he's at the park with his granddaughter because he's always down for that work. Mike's about that action, boss. Indeed. <laughs> Flynn isn't talking to Skylar still, and when she tells him that they're getting takeout with Hank and Marie, he turns her back. He turns his back on her. She oh, sighs. Hmm? It's it's. I just want to. 
going out that it just started thunderstorming here. So if I get up, you know what happened. You didn't have to point that out. You could have typed it into it. the chat. I don't know if you can hear it, but you you could have. That's something that could have went into the chat. It's down there in the chat. Does your keyboard work now? He's letting the audience know. Why we gonna hear his method- melodic voice? You act like if his thing fell off, I wouldn't stop and wait for him. It's, it's the chat. Like stop. Pause. The, the chat. Pause. Really? You're still doing that shit? Yep. It's fucking hilarious. I know and you're I'm, short. And I know. But grow the fuck up. I'm not short. I'm six feet tall. What the fuck you mean? You're short. I'm six feet tall. What the? You're short. The average height is five seven, dog. Like you are short. How am I short? Nigga, because I just found out a couple days ago that I just hit six three. You are short. Okay, have fun with your six three. I I just honestly, it's because going to AAU games and everything. You see all these kids that are like six eight and seven foot and all that shit, and you're like six foot ain't shit. And you forget there's five foot yeah. seven niggas in the world. <laughs> right. And, and like the average height of, of a grown ass man is five seven. That's wild. <laughs> like I can't even high. picture that. Brandon, how tall are you? Five, You're nine. six foot one, right? Yeah, I'm almost six two. Well, I'm six two with like I'm over six two with shoes on. So I'm close to yeah, six I'm two. I'm six feet with shoes on. I see niggas who are five seven and I'm like, they make you? <laughs> <laughs> Every nigga that I see is at least six foot. It's like buying a car, and all of a sudden, all you see is that same car oh, on the road. Is, you're right. You're right. It is five nine now. It changed because niggas are getting taller. And white people and Asians. Yeah. So Flynn still isn't talking to Skylar, and he turns back on her uh, when she says they're getting takeout from Hank with Hank and Marie. I wish I would turn my back on my mama when she's talking to me. I would get deep. He probably sick. He probably sick and tired of seeing Hank and Marie too. Yep. God damn. Okay, you left. You left. But I dad. mean, why the fuck I gotta spend every time, every day with Hank, Uncle Hank, Aunt Marie? But I mean, before this shit hit the fan, he was disrespecting his dad and only wanted to be around Hank. That too. He had to, he had to drink with his. That's because his daddy tried to get him fucking drunk. No, before that drinking situation, tell us more about the guns. Tell us about how you did this to the fucking cartel. Like Hank was his hero, so that's why when he was talking to those people on that newscast and he was like, "My dad's my hero," I'm like, "Get the fuck out of my face!" Dude, Ain't nothing I, I, you've ever done in this entire show <laughs> shown that you think that highly of your father. That shit is fucking cool. My uncle, my real uncle, was been in the FBI, was in the FBI for 40 years as the agent. And his stories are fucking incredible. Yes. They're like the best stories. They're so fucking cool. My my cousin, my cousin, a recipe, uh, was a was a DC cop, and his stories were fucking fantastic. Mike, uh, my I guess, I don't know. My cousin's aunt was with the Secret Service, and she was at the Pentagon when 9-11 happened. Mm. 
So yeah, they got great stories, but he's literally yeah, pushed. Everybody's funny. pushing Walt off to the side before this news story happens. Then all of a sudden, he's the greatest in the world. And I'm like, come off that bullshit. Get off your high horse, y'all. Well, full he of did. Shit. He did make the website for the nigga. Literally changed his name. Well, that was after his dad got caught naked in the grocery stores. What y'all telling me? <laughs> so. We got Italian sausage in all four. <laughs> if someone doesn't use the moniker, the, the junior term, they might think he's Walter White and he don't want to be the person who was naked in the grocery store. Oh, shit. She sighs. Hmm? No, good. She sighs and then she sees that he still has that awful website up and it's even more ghastly than I remember because he also put orange in the middle of that neon green and bright yellow shit. He has an orange help my dad made me mad. Uh, Walt, (laughs) Walt himself has raised $13,877. That's a lot and yet not a lot at the same time. They're eating burgers and Flynn ain't talking to no one. And Skylar mentions that Flynn's looking for a part-time job and asks if they know anything. And Flynn breaks into the middle like, my name is Walter Jr. Like what? You can't even say his name? Skylar's like, if you change your mind about being called Flynn, all you got to do is tell me. And And then he says the most bullshit of all time. Flynn goes on to say... Walt didn't show up to school until four period, and his eyes were all red like he had been crying. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I would think if I was his son. I wouldn't assume. His eyes were all puffy and red, and he had snot coming down his face, and he wasn't into the fourth period. And and then he says the bullshit. But here's the thing about that part. Hank is literally sitting right there. Hank knows when he got (laughs) Hank knows when he got Walt out of jail. And knows about the pepper spray. Yeah, but but Hank thinks that Walt is acting like that because uh Marie I mean because Skylar left him too. Because he said that at the police scene. Yeah. But so, I mean So Hank the... is probably agreeing with Walt Jr. here. He's probably like, yeah, this dude is fucked up. He's out here yelling at cops because he's fucked up over this shit. And Sky- you're acting normal. Skylar's sitting there like Skylar's just you're just sitting there like you don't even care. And now Walt won't even drive Flynn to school and won't say why. But Flynn knows it's because Skylar told him not to. He tells her what, you know what your problem is, huh? She did do that. (laughs) Yeah, she (laughs) did. But that's because now she knows he's selling or he's making meth. Yeah, now he knows he's making meth. (laughs) You know what your problem is? And even if you don't love Walt anymore, I still love Walt. And he stumbles into his final words. Why do you have to be such, such, such a, such a bitch? Nigga. (laughs) Nigga. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, he was upset. This is modern day. I mean, this is the modern day kid stuff. I'm not my kid. Yeah, but you don't beat your kids. So if Devin called you a bitch, you wouldn't. Yank his ass up and ch- put a chokehold on him, and then take an extension cord out and whip his ass. But that probably would have happened to you. That would have happened to me if I did that to my grandmother or some shit like that. You know, I've told my kids a lot, 
I ain't. I'm not worried about what y'all say to me. But if you disrespect your mama, I'm a. I'm gonna fuck you up pretty bad. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up pretty bad, and I'm deadly serious about it. So they already know. Is that a patriarchy? Maybe, but it's yeah. a you're gonna respect your mama under fear of my fist. Because I've heard way too much about kids bucking up against their parents, trying to hit their mom, trying to fight their mom, all that kind of shit. That ain't going down here. Never. It shouldn't even be a a thought process option. I feel like the stories about people trying to fight their dad is more, though. But people joke about that. Tell me about the time you got you squared up to your father and he had to sit you down. Like, that's a story people tell and they laugh about it. Yeah, no, my dad hit me once and I still haven't spoken to that nigga. But you know what? It wasn't because I said anything about my mom. He actually was saying something about my mom while we squared up. It just so happened the nigga was in the military and I was uh, at that point in time 15, so I was bound to take the L. I took took a punch from my dad once. Um, But that was my fault. So if I hear you saying something about my wife, if I hear you saying something about your mom, if I hear you saying something about a lot of women, it it really ramps up depending on the situation from a conversation to knuckle up. But if I see you put hands on her, call her a bitch, anything like that, it's probably going to be closer to the side of you're either getting out, getting a whooping, getting something taken, something in that field rather than a conversation. Because if you're calling her a bitch, then I did something wrong. As a as a as a man, to let you think that it's okay for you to call a woman, let alone your mama, a bitch. I'm not trying to get canceled. I feel like there's times where you can call people a bitch. Yeah, there's tons of times I can call a man a bitch. But even within that, when you call a man a bitch, are you calling him a woman? Or are you calling him a female dog? No, it's it's not literal. A bitch is just a term for like. Yeah, I don't think it's literal. It's like bitch is a, a line for me. That's a line for me personally. I don't look. I ain't gonna call you a bitch. Please don't call me a bitch, or there's gonna be a problem. So when like you, someone calls you a bitch, bitch, what do you think they're alluding to you being, Scar? It depends what the situation is. Sometimes a bitch means like you're scared, right? It's used as a term of like, oh, stop being a bitch. Do this. Like you're scared. Sometimes a bitch means you're annoying, like you're being a pest. Like, gosh, you're such a bitch. Which are all things that we typically attribute to women. Exactly. Yes. And so, so they, so they're calling you a woman when they call you a bitch. They're, they're, yeah. But no matter what, no matter what the reasoning for it, insulting. (laughs) Like. but no, I don't find being called a woman insulting. That's a, that that's doesn't a line. insult me. That's a line. That's a line for me. I'll, I'll I hear people it. say you acting like a female, and I always say, "What does that mean?" I don't know what that means. What I see, but that, again, again, we talked about this in the last episode. You have a different mindset than a lot of people. Like your analytical style will literally make somebody mad before they make you before you get mad. No, I can get mad. I'm just saying I don't know what. I, I don't find it insulting to be called a, a a woman or something that you attribute to women because I don't find women inferior. But there's no word that you can put that attributes you to, attributes you to a man. 
such as a bitch and calling somebody a, a bitch. Punk. People call people a punk. No, that's attributing back in and because 70s and 80s, I know that that's attributing them to somebody who's gay. Punk was punk, punk was usually followed up by punk homophobic slur. Or punk bitch. Yep. I feel like that's a black thing. I think people calling someone a punk is just like you're scared and just colloquial terms. <laughs> oh my like god, speaking punk. of, thank you for reminding me. So hindsight is going to come back brandon now the way i figured it out is you can either be on the episodes or you don't have to be and then whoever signed up to be on that that to talk about that movie they and i can do it so i'm not putting too much pressure on you well that way i'm not putting a lot of pressure on you you know what i'm saying you could choose whether or not you want to join that episode but one of the episodes that i'm going to talk about is literally the last seven minutes of eight mile and how the whole movie why the fuck do you need to watch the whole movie of Eight Mile? So the last see you gotta see when um when the Western face takes his when Western face takes his girl and all that shit. No, you, you don't no, you don't. That. no, you don't. So one of the you things have to, you have to understand the the points that he makes during these raps in order to yes. understand what he's saying. That's this is the conversation that we just had. People watch <laughs> the ending of the movie without watching the rest of the movie, and all of those references just completely go because he references the whole rest of the movie through these raps. Yeah, no. So um <laughs> what I was gonna say is. Eminem, in the midst of one of his raps, uses the whitest phrase I've heard since Bucko or Newsflash, asshole. He called somebody a meathead. No, I use meathead all the time. In, oh, in fact, yeah, all the time. In fact, all of the Dungeon Family people still uh, call Future Meathead. That's their, my that homeboy. My homeboy Moss is like a football player, like typical football player, and we all call him a Meathead because yeah, he it's, acts it's, like it's a it's fucking a, Meathead. Yeah, because it's it's the it's the um, term for like a dumb jock, and yeah. that guy was pretty buff, and he had on a, you know, the his. You think a Meathead is a white term? I've never heard it before. I feel like that's just a jock term. I never heard it's, it before. It's a jock term. Yeah, it's 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 like a dumb jock. And yeah. the guy he said it to was a buff dude who had on the tank top. A top. I don't I don't fit you. Okay. That's but yeah, that's I'm surprised you thought that was a white term. I thought it was that newsflash bucko and yeah, bucko that's is definitely thing. a white term. Although I like using uh, I'm in a group chat with people sometimes who are very problematic, and I kind of check out. But when they start being problematic, I like to use uh, British uh, vernacular. So I like calling them wankers and all types of shit like that, because I find British insults to be fucking hilarious. They are. I can't complain about also, that. Also, in Britain, they use the F word gay slur, but it doesn't mean that over there. So it always throws me off. Yeah, they mean cigarettes. Not, yeah, because they're not like being homophobic. It's just the word that they use. <laughs> and they say country. And I think and I think in Baltimore, in Baltimore, they call cigarettes buds. And I think they probably got that from England, but didn't. A fuck, but they don't know how to don't want to say the word, so they changed it with the horrible Baltimore accent. Last thing, and then we'll get back to the show. So the I, Halloween's coming in a month, you know, so they're already selling Halloween candy. 
And so I bought a big supersized pack of uh, Haribo snack bags that you can give out to people so I could eat them all. And I picked out of that bag a pack of Happy Cola Haribo um, gummies, mm-hmm. pack of the snack bag, snack pack size. And I can tell you right now that if I were a kid and somebody gave me this pack and I went home all excited because I had candy and I went home and opened it and there were two fucking gummies inside the bag, I'm going back. There's two? Two. Oh, oh hell no. I'm going yeah, no, back. No, no. I'm knocking. Excuse me, ma'am. I already ate one. I'm all over here. But there were only two of these things in this fucking bag. I know you got more. I'm not asked for a refund. Just an exchange. You meathead. You wanker. That was all. I opened it up and I was like, what the fuck? So, and, and if you, and speaking of Haribo, uh, the comments on the sugar free Haribo gummy bears, we did a whole show about Amazon, that on Amazon are still fucking hilarious. Yes, because people are still dumb enough to eat them motherfuckers. Yes. Horrible runs. But yes. back to Flynn getting mad because his mom called him Flynn instead of Walter Jr. You're like, nigga, you've been ignoring that name for a few weeks now. And now you want to get all high and mighty on the one person who was supporting your decision to switch to that name? Here's my thing, though. How long does Flynn got to act like this before Skylar be like, hey, dog, maybe I should talk to my 16-year-old child like he's mature enough to kind of handle this? Even if you don't talk about the drugs, be like, look, your father was doing well, some stuff that he, you know, like talk to him, like a fucking. I mean, in 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 her defense, in her defense, we've already said this hasn't been that long, right? Like maybe three months, we surmise, give or take. Yeah, three months ago, three months ago, or so. three months ago, she was helping this nigga get dressed in a clothing store. She does not think he's grown. She does not respect yeah. him like that. But she doesn't respect Hank, or she doesn't respect Walter, and she doesn't respect Walter Jr. at all in that regard. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if you don't want him to act like this, clearly he's like, he said it point blank, like what Scar said earlier. He Tell said, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> no one's telling me anything. Like, you just, all of a sudden, he's just not here, and you mm-hmm. pretend like he's not here, like everything's fine and dandy, and you don't say anything, and you're wondering, like, it's it's probably driving him insane. Like, t- tell me something. <laughs> I'm shocked she didn't stand up like Queen Latifah. Who are you calling a bitch? But because even Marie's like, mind. even Marie's trying to talk to her. It seems to me like she didn't even tell Marie Walter lied. It seems like she just told Marie, "I'm upset and I'm divorcing him." Because Marie's hey. asking her questions like. Marie's in really no place to ask any questions either. Nigga, I still got that whole you stealing that tiara and getting me fucking arrested almost to hold yeah, over you your looking, head. You you looking for me for support. You trying to stay in my crib. You can't like like what do you want? I feel like like I don't want to put the burden on people to explain something, but like you gotta tell like these people are close to you. And they're clearly affected by this decision. Like they they have some right to understand why their lives are being changed because of your decision. Right. If you got if you're coming to stay with me for an extended period of time, like I have a right to ask why. Why are you coming to stay with me? Why why is this happening? If I'm your son 
and I just can't see my dad anymore. I I feel like I have the right to be like, why can't I see my father anymore? <laughs> like, what is going on here with that? So even if you don't give me all the details, like something. I feel you. I feel you. But at the same time, I don't think she feels like her son is emotionally mature enough to find out, hey, your dad's been manufacturing meth. Well, and no, lied to us about to it for that. years. Lied to us about this entire time. And he also, I mean, because really, she could bring it all out on the table. He's been making meth for year, or for however long. Um, he faked that fugue state. Um, he's been disrespecting you, subtweeting you this whole fucking time about that website. I wouldn't tell him about the meth. For the main reason that he might tell Hank, but he would tell Hank. Can, but you can say like your your father lied to us about a bunch of different things. I caught him in these lies. But that question, that answer, is going to lead to more questions. But she, even before then, she didn't know the answer. Nope. Like she by, just when she made the decision, it. when she made the decision to take Walt Junior away and leave, she did not know these answers. Nope. She, she did, did that. She did not even know the answer. She was just assuming, which is what he's doing. Because a lot is a lie of omission the same as a lie, right? Yes. Like just not telling someone something. Yes. In some ways, it's almost worse than a lie. I'd rather you lie to me. But I mean, like there's this elephant in the room, and I'm not supposed to see it. But I mean, this is one of those things where Scar was talking about, where Skylar was trying to do the right thing, but she went about it the wrong fucking way. Yeah, She's trying to protect her children. She went about the entirely wrong fucking way. And she didn't tell Marie because Marie would tell fucking Hank because as soon as they walked out the fucking door, she started gossiping with her husband because that's what husbands and wives do. If you're single yes. and you have married <laughs> friends, let me tell you right now, they're talking about you behind your back. Yes, <laughs> like They're not talking about do. you in a bad way, but if we're worried about you, we're having so conversations. Let me, you, let me ask you a scar of this. And don't, you don't have to spoil anything. But during the beginning of the the first season and stuff, y'all kept saying y'all hate Walt Jr. And he's terrible. Is this the part y'all were talking about? It's one of them. Mm, Kind of. But I I think the really, like, they don't use Walt Jr. in the way that they should. He's mostly there for meals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's, I didn't even realize that. That's so true. Walt Jr. is mostly there for meals, and that that doesn't change throughout this whole series. So, um, Skyler is telling Hank, you know, because Hank is trying to stand up and buck up, and Skyler's like, you know what? It's okay. He he just needs time. Just let it go. Hank says that it isn't any of his business, but she shouldn't keep Walt from the kids. And she's like, you know what? I agree wholeheartedly. It ain't any of your business, Hank. <laughs> that was a good line. Right? So Hank and Marie go outside and start talking. <laughs> and they think Walt is cheating. Hank thinks Walt is cheating and got caught. He said he knew it when he saw the burner phone. And knowing Walt, he probably told Skylar himself. But Marie. Hank is an idiot. Exactly. Marie's like, nah, I can't be that. It's got to be Skyler something more than that. not acting like somebody who just got cheated on. Because mm-hmm. that would be completely unreasonable in that sense. Like, that would be completely absurd. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I would leave my wife if I found out she just cheated. I'm actually I know I wouldn't. I mean, maybe if she had a relationship with someone else, yes. But like if I just found out she cheated on me, I'd be upset, but I wouldn't leave my wife. But I damn sure wouldn't I'm, be like, you I'm, can't I'm, see my child. Both <laughs> of my last two relationships ended that way. Uh ended up with me going. Um and one of the second one was not, it wasn't immediate, but I knew it was time to go once I found out. Um now wait her too yeah that's what really happened god damn it i hate her too now shit it, it, no it's it's i don't I'm, fuck I'm, you bro i made my own decisions okay fine <laughs> um but you can't be madder than i am um and i'm not want to bet and i'm not mad at all you should want to bet you shouldn't be you cannot tell me what to do i'm taller than you <laughs> <laughs> okay that don't mean you can't get your big ass knocked the fuck out. Fuck <laughs> that nigga. But no, but I mean, so both of my last relationships ended basically the same way. Um, and I think that if I was ever faced with that situation again, because this, the second time I didn't have to leave, I chose to. And I wasn't even mad about it. I wasn't acting out or anything like that. I felt more like a disapproving parent than actual, like a scorned lover when it happened, because it's like, this shit happened again, like for real. And it happened primarily the same way. Um, but I don't even think I would be mad if like my current, my current relationship went in that direction. I already told her because we had a conversation about, um, you know, if, if somebody, it's like the indecent proposal conversation. And I'm like, go get that bread. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, like Rashani says, I think about these things differently. I even told my wife this, like, but I could get over that. But, you know, relationship, I probably would leave and be upset about. But even in that scenario, even my wife was having a whole ass relationship with someone else and I left her. If we had a child that she like did love my child, like love the child and treat the child well, I wouldn't be like, you can't, you can't come see my child. He's you're banned. Don't even pick my child up from school. I don't want you okay. speaking to them. It's like, this, that would not happen. This really depends. Now, if you, because you're married, you know that this thing is true. Um, there's always that woman that she works with that wants to kill her. Basically, like with the conversations that you have, like you know that 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 the the crazy bitch at work, like that's always like that. Th there's always like that one, the one that. Now, if you cheated with the crazy bitch at work, from <laughs> that's that's when it's, shit. Oh, like, this starts happening. The partner, if your partner's person she was with is dangerous, yes, that's different. But the, <laughs> but Maurice, but Hank's just like. Oh, you know, even the way Hank put it, which is funny. Hank goes, he got cancer. He thinks he's going to die. He's almost he's almost 50 years old. He thinks he's never going to fuck anyone else the rest of his life. So he probably went out and got some. That's almost like that's almost like making me feel bad. For him. That's almost making me feel bad for Walter. And Hank's like, oh, yeah, that's why Marie's acting. That's why Skylar's acting like this. I'm like, you fucking moron. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, Hank is the the most clueless person in <laughs> all of this. He is the one that should have been able to figure this thing out. He absolutely should have. 
And he just refuses to see Walt as a different person than the, the person that he saw in that first episode when he emasculated Walt. It's the same person that he sees throughout this whole shit. He doesn't yeah. see Walt. He doesn't see the changes in Walt. He's a fucking square nerd teacher. <laughs> exactly. And he doesn't, that his inability to see Walt for who he really is, is the reason why this show goes on for so long. Because he could have figured this shit out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Or at least got That's close to it. it, it or at least got close to it. And started to, you know, get close enough to it to where it's like, then then Walt would have to switch up. But he never, he he just, it just, it just doesn't happen in the way that you think it should happen. Yep. So... Jesse goes to Saul and gets his cash. And Saul's standing there complaining about how Walt walked away from the game and whining like a chump. See, you can say a chump. You can say a chump. That doesn't sound like you. That's not the same as saying a punk or a bitch or anything like that. You can say a chump. Mister, that's where I I got chump from Rocky three. Mr. T called everybody a chump. To me, it's the same thing. Just one with more emphasis. There's levels to it. But one There's doesn't insult a whole gender. Does Saul know that Walt passed up $3 million? Is that where this is from? <laughs> I don't get the impression. I don't think he, he did. I, I think he knows he walked away from the game, though, because there ain't been no drugs on the streets. Right. And they ain't been coming in with money to get laundered. So where the cash at? But Jesse pulls piles of cash out of his bag and asks Walt or asks Saul if he like a job. And Saul's like, with who? And Jesse's like, duh, I'm hiring you. Walt gets back to his hotel room and Flynn's there. I'm like, how'd he know? How'd he know where Walt was staying at? Oh, because earlier Walt called. Remember they were eating breakfast? He said, I'm staying at this hotel. Yeah, cool. How'd he know what room he was staying at? How'd he get there? No, he called and left a message. Says, "I want to give you my contact information." So yeah, I'm, I'm at sure this. Said, I'm at this hotel. Did he say a room? I'm pretty sure he said it. Cut off the. Yeah. They cut it and off. Even if you didn't give him the room, the room number is generally in the phone number. Huh? Also, how would he get there? Nobody's supposed Lewis to be there. Dropped him off. Fucking Lewis. Yeah. Lewis dropped him off. I, I could see Lewis doing that. Old people are in an old folks' home, old folking. The twins walk in and go straight over to T.L. Salamanca, and they pull out a Ouija board off the shelf. Why in the fuck does an old folks' home have a fucking Ouija board? And they start spelling something out. They can talk to their people. It's an old folks' home. True. As they get to the right letter, (laughs) T.L. rings the bell. He's breathing. Know Walter's name. That's the question right there. Uh, Jesse said it while they were sitting there at Tuco's Did house. He? Yes. He said Walter White because he usually yes. calls him Mr. White. Well, I'm sure he said Mr. White he and then he said Mr. Walter. Yes. He, he uh, definitely no, called him Scar. By, no, because Scar made him. a point in an earlier episode that said there was only three times that Jesse didn't call him Mr. White. 
And that wasn't one of the times. So he only kept <laughs> no, 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 no. Didn't Tuco grab his fucking ID out of his uh wallet and was reading it? I don't remember that. Yes. Because he was also looking at his pictures and he was like, she looks right, right, right. But also, he could have gotten it for when they wheeled him in that room. When they when they when they wheeled him in that room when they were trying to, you know, the they put him in a room with Walt and asked him, did he know him? And he said, no. They put him in a room with Jesse. No, they put him in a room with Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Jesse. Okay. My bad. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I was under the impression that he said, they, they said it when he was there. I think he, I think, I think Tuco pulled his card and was reading his, reading his ID card information. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Because I remember him looking at his pictures and shit. I remember that vividly. So, okay. Um, but that was a question I had too, Brandon, was how did he know his name? But Ted pulls up on Skylar or Sky to see Holly. And Skylar thanks him for being so flexible about when she comes in. He says no problem because she brightens up the place. And she tells him as she's looking at the quarterly report that he gave her, that she can't sign off on it as it currently exists because he's fucking committing tax fraud. He says it's fixable. And what if I kick the can down the road, basically? What if I take $28,000 and push it to next quarter? Will you sign off on it then? And she's like, I don't give a fuck what you do. I didn't hear none of that. I just can't sign it as it currently exists. So now she's literally colluding with someone who's promising to do better but this is her boss at this point and so that's different because she can't just walk out on her job when she just walked out on her husband and doesn't know where that extra income is going to come from she asked him what would you do if your kids found out what you were doing and someday they'll be old enough to understand. So how would he explain it to them? And he says, whatever I did was because I was trying to take care of them. These things keep happening in this show where one person is talking to one of the main people, Walt, Skyler, Jesse, and inadvertently make them feel a certain way about something else going on in the world. And I don't like that trope. It keeps happening. But also, kids are often much more understanding than parents assume they are. Mm-hmm. And much more aware of these things, right? And so, like, if, if we're to take his ex, ex, the first time he gave the explanation, I, for, if we were to take that, if I were to believe that, right, if I were to take it as truth, he basically said, I'm in charge of all these people. We weren't getting the type of business that we usually were. I was not trying to fire these people and make them have no job. So I cooked the books a little bit so that we could have money so I could keep everybody employed. Now, is that illegal? Yes, that is illegal. Would I advise you to do it? No, but if you're doing it to take care of your family, I understand. But but it's not this thing. It's not the situation where you got to be like the moral, like, like he's just this immoral person that I cannot believe this is happening. Like that totally, like if you were to take it as truth, that totally makes sense. And even with a lesser extent, even Walt, before he really got into it for himself, 
he originally got into it because he thought he was going to die in a few months and he was leaving nothing for his mom, his wife and nothing for his his 16 year old son and nothing for the baby was going to be born and he didn't want to go out like that and he wanted to leave them with something now i'm not saying you got to accept it or agree with it but it does give you some perspective skylar acts like there's just no perspective like there's just right and wrong and that's wrong it made me a little upset i understand but i mean at the same time this is how people who do stuff like tax fraud go to one sort of prison and people who sell crack go to a different sort of prison. One is looked at as almost yes. harmless, which is why they call it white collar. Cause you don't have to get anything dirty to get it done. That's true. That irritates me because she literally is listening to this dude talking about crimes, like literally committing crimes in real time. And she's just like, he's my boss. I can't do shit about but it. The one thing I always disagree with that. I understand where people come no, from. With I, that think, I think she thinks she thinks as long as I don't attach my shit to it, I'll tell him that I'm not going to sign this. Whatever you do is on you. And I think that's how she's trying to make sure that she's keeping her conscience clear of this whole shit. She's just like, I'm not signing this shit. So, like, whatever you do is up to you. But I'm not putting my name on this shit. And I completely understand and sympathetic to the idea of, like, the different levels of crime and stuff. But I always do say, there is a different, uh, (laughs) like... The, if you were to look in a vacuum of like selling drugs and tech and being in tax fraud, you'd be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But like, there's things that generally come along with selling drugs that like at that level, by the time when you get caught and put in jail for that long, generally, not all the time. I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid those other things. You know, like this, it's kind of hard to avoid those other things. Like Walt, in just a short time, Walt's been doing this. He's killed two people. <laughs> He's killed two people almost by it just 169 happens. people. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he's killed two people and then like ancillary other people just out of that surface. That if if I just like fudge my numbers in accounting. I'm not really killing people that way. You know what I mean? Like, there's other things that kind of go, there's a little bit of a difference. But oh, you no, could be killing I, people in a different way. because Unless I'm Bernie you. Madoff, right? I was going to say, I think, I'm thinking about order, Ozarks order, now. And them, and them Enron niggas. And Ozark. Yeah, that's, that's different than what What's-His-Face is doing. He's just kind of fudging the numbers to, like, he's not, like... To make just, ends meet. And he's I don't not, quite understand what he's really doing. Tax fraud. No, but no, it's like, not tax fraud. It's it's so what they say he's doing is he's taking he is basically so when you when you have this accounting stuff, you can count all these losses. And then when you have all you have a certain amount of losses, then you know you don't have, like kind of what we're starting to say, you don't have to pay taxes. And then you also can claim more things so it makes it look like you had less money so you could use those money for other things. So he's basically fudging the numbers to say that like 
I had more losses than I thought I had so that he could keep more money to pay his people as opposed to paying the government and counting his revenue, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, he's fudging the numbers so they can have more money to do other things. If we're taking that face value, I don't know how legitimate of a person this person is, so we'll see as the show goes on. But if we're to take that at face value, that's what he's doing. So he leaves and Walt calls immediately afterwards and says that Flynn came to the hotel. And so he calls Skyler and tells her that he's there. Uh, Flynn doesn't understand the reason why Skyler doesn't want Walt to see him. And Walt says they're a little difficult to delineate, but that's just how it has to be for now. His home is where Flynn belongs. And Flynn's like, but it's your house too. And everybody knows you didn't do anything wrong. Hank, Marie, everyone knows it. And Walt says it isn't about taking sides, but he sounds really happy when he says it. Um, yeah, he does. And Flynn says, how could Walt just let her treat him like that? But when your mama was treating him like that all these years, <laughs> literally giving him a horrible hand job while she's fucking doing eBay. Wasn't nobody standing up for Walt then. You care now. These are the things that annoy me. Like you care in the moment. But all the rest of these times, nah. Um, Walt says that Skylar and Walt love Flynn and Holly very much. And that they just need to stay positive and buck up. He tells Flynn that he's going to take him home. But first he needs to go to the bathroom where he gargles some Listerine and puts on some high karate. Because this nigga knows he's getting back in the house. Right. He bought the biggest pizza I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. You ain't seen shit. They got a place out here called Rico's that has a uh, pizza that's about the size of a tabletop. Right. Nasty. It has its moments. But yeah, a lot of companies, a lot of uh, private companies and, and state programs buy like five of them and pass them out to their employees as a pizza party. They cut them into littler squares and shit. Saul goes to see Jesse's parents and tells them that he would like to buy Jesse's aunt's house in cash for a client. The only thing is that the price is too high because the going rate is $875,000 and Saul's offering $400,000, which is his final offer. The lawyer's like, are you joking? And Jesse's parents are like, we spent nearly that much in renovations. $400,000 in renovations to fix that meth house. There's a reason why they explained it that way. Because it's a different house. The, the, the owner sold the original house. So they had to find another house to shoot at. So because it's a different house, they explained all of the renovations because it's a different house. <laughs> and that's why Jesse he said, said they moved the garage and all of that kind of stuff in case someone <laughs> asked the questions because it's a different house. Because it's such a stupid fucking thing to move a fucking garage. But if it's a whole new house, it makes sense. It's a whole new house. The, the people who originally let them film the outside, they sold that house. That makes sense. I like that reason a lot better than we just renovated the garage. Your mom did it. Um, but yeah, either way you look at it in this show, $400,000 in renovations means Jesse fucked that house the fuck up and they get up to leave the table. Did and he, though, because the only thing that we know of is like 
the floor stuff. We didn't know both floors. Both yeah, both but, floors. Hydrochloric acid through both floors, my nigga. Yeah, but I mean it barely went through the other floor. And but, a bathtub. And a bathtub, which he already replaced. And uh, no, did he though? Yeah. Because if I recall correctly, when when everybody was doing the visit, didn't he have stuff on the floor because the floor was still spongy? Um, and also you can see that he had put they had put some wood and stuff in the in the ceiling for the floor, the upstairs floor. Yeah, like so they, they had, he had started repairs on that. Yeah, so he did a crackhead <laughs> repair. So like he had did something, like he didn't just leave it the way that it was. They did something. That's true. But they get up to leave and the lawyer's talking shit and <laughs> Saul's like, you know. I think you should take the 400000 because some allowance is in order, you know, because of the meth lab in the basement. The meth lab that I looked over your disclosure statement and I didn't see any mention of it. But you do have your termite inspection, which good for you. You passed. Uh, some would call that fraud and the concealment of a felony. And he's impressed by their balls. I have balls. It was a good try to sneak a meth-contaminated property past a buyer, and he could file a suit or start criminal proceedings, but they don't want that, do you? Does your lawyer concur? (laughs) Saul's a piece of shit, but he's really fucking good at being a piece of shit. Absolutely. He's Jackie Childs. You don't know Jackie Childs. Is that from the 70s show? No, it's the black lawyer from Seinfeld. Oh yeah, then I definitely don't know her. For real. Him. Walt and Flynn show up to Skyler's house and Walt grabs Flynn's bag. Why he had a bag, I don't know. I guess he thought he was gonna stay the night at his dad's apart or his dad's hotel. Uh but he grabs Flynn's bag and an extra large pizza. And Skylar meets him at the door and he's like, mm, mm, I brought pizza. And she's like, Well, I'm making dinner. And he's like, Well, pizza tastes even better the next day. Let's do breakfast. And he's like, hey, you know, come here. Come here real quick. Come here. Let me talk to you real quick. Come here. Hey, what kind of an example are we showing to the kids if we don't go in here and sit down real quick and you eat this goddamn pizza and we talk like a family and then you let me put it in your pussy? Huh? Kind of an example are we showing? And she's like, just a tip. And can we just at least sit down and talk and eat a piece of pizza? And she tells him, she tells him, I made sure to write this shit down. She tells him, I made myself clear that there's nothing else for us to talk about. In response, this nigga said, but I got dipping sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is your favorite. But I got the garlic breadsticks with the cheese on it. I got the I got the crab rangoon that you love so much. Girl, look, I got the bonbons with the cherries in the middle. <laughs> she ain't having it. She closed the door in his face and he walks back towards the car before angrily no, swinging no, no, the no. pizza box no, no, into no. the air. Not that she just closed the door in his face. She reached for the bag, was like, let me hold that real quick, player. And then she closed the door in his face. This nigga slung the pizza box into the air and the pizza landed on the roof unscathed. Birds shall dine that night. And he speeds off, tires screeching. 
You know, he he did that on the first try. And if you look closely at his face, he's surprised that he did it on the first try. I did see that. And and so many people went to that house to throw pizzas on the roof that the actual owners of that home had to put up a fence. (laughs) They had to put up a six foot iron fence to stop people from going to their house to throw pizzas on that, on the roof. Well, I mean, you brought that on yourself by buying a fucking house from a famous ass show. No, no, no. It was their house. Like the, it was their house. They just, they just filmed the outside bits at the house. Mm. Okay. I'll give him that. The next day, somehow Walt wakes up in his hotel face down in popcorn. He was fucked the, up. I don't, I don't know what he did that night, but he got fucked up. The phone rings and the answer machine picks up and it's Skylar upset about the roof pizza. She tells him to keep his distance and that she will get a restraining order. He missed her call, but he still takes time out to tell her she can restrain these nuts. that shit was hilarious oh shit Jesse's parents are moving out right as Jesse walks into his home they're like Jesse you can't go in there the people who bought the house will be here soon he's like I know bitch and pulls out the key Jesse says bitch they stand there confused Mike is watching Skylar's house she continues to try that's the last time we see his parents in the series good because they're still talking about, I'm so sorry that we couldn't get poor Jakey to to space camp. Space how camp. the fuck? How how much does space camp fucking cost, lady? No, you still made four hundred thousand cash for a house you didn't even live no, in. No, he said they broke even. Four hundred thousand for a house you didn't even live in. Yeah, that they spent four hundred thousand on. Yeah, and the house because the house was so they didn't make anything. The house was paid for because it was his aunt's house. Yep. So, so they didn't make anything. But they didn't need to do anything either. They could have just left it to Jesse. But they're talking about, well, we won't be able to pay for him to go to space camp. How much that shit cost, dog? He paid you in cash? Yeah, but remember, they said they spent that much on the renovation. Yeah, no, that's that's what that's what Brandon just said. You can't take like 10000 of that and put it towards space camp? Remember that stupid ass movie that we used that I used to love when I was a kid, but then when the more older I got, I was like, really? Drop Dead Fred? No, Space Camp. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. It was fucking horrible. Um Brandon, these kids go to a space camp and uh, uh one of the kids befriends a robot and the robot makes their dreams real and they, and, they, and actually launches the fucking spaceship. Yeah, they end up going into space. It's a yep. kid's movie. By far. Yep. Mike is watching Skylar's house as she continues to try and get a single word out of Flynn. I'll see you later for dinner. Be home by seven. Is your name still Walter? I'm not sure. When both parties are gone, Mike walks to the home, looks at the pizza. The top is just starting to slide off the pizza, by the way, and puts a bug into the wall in the backyard. Walt pulls up shortly after and tries to go into the house through the front door, but Skylar changed the locks. So he tries the windows in no avail. So he crawls through the crawl space under the house and gets in through a loose floorboard. Mike looks at it and is like, okay, shrugs and sees Walt walk all the way around to the front of the house where he grabs his bag and goes into the house. 
and he's about to leave when he sees the twins pull up and put on some football gloves and one of them pulls out a fucking axe. For those y'all who don't know, football gloves are used for murder ones. Walt is in the shower oblivious. Wow, there's some people there's some people that you know that actually played in Space Camp. Did a bitch. No, I would imagine Leah, it. It's our somewhere. Kelly Preston, Joaquin Phoenix. Those are 80s. Tom Skerritt, Terry O'Quinn. We're going to check back in for us to finish this episode. I got two sentences left. Okay. Do you think? Okay. Walt's in the shower, oblivious. The twins walk into the kitchen to see the ultrasound of Holly, and they stroke her face, which was creepy. Mike's outside, and he calls Gus. Gus's right hand picks up the phone and answers and goes over to Gus and says, you know who wants to talk to you? Walt into his shower as the twins sit on Skylar's bed and wait for him. That axe looks sinister and sharp as fuck. It didn't look sharp at all, actually. Mm. It, it looked shiny. Maybe they wanted it that way. More pain yeah. for what he did to their cousin. For real. One of them looks at the teddy bear's eyeball. Then they get a text message that simply says Poyos. And they look back at the door as the shower stops. And when Walter steps out, they're gone. But they put the eyeball onto his clothing. So Walter knows what's up. Walter knows something is up. But the house is empty. The end. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? I still got, I'm still working on the candles and stuff. So they'll they'll be up shortly. I'll I'll let y'all know when, when they're done. You know, as you keep saying that, these shows are in the future. I know. So if they're done when this episode comes out, they're going to hear this and think that it's not done. I got all of the stuff, but I haven't made them yet. (laughs) 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at That Cool Black Nerd. I'm on there at Ratchet Book Club. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.
single simulcast. No, no, my dad, 